The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Previously, our heroes found an insane new friend in the Dwarf Prince Mudbutt, played by the kooky Adam McNamara. Having tricked a store into giving him diamond gauntlets, they agree to join him on a quest to steal a magical book from a banshee. But can our heroes control the impulses of their drunken companion? Or their drunken selves? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons! Timing. <laughs> Goblin Jr. looks at me really disappointed. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know how to play the flute. I'm sorry. We're gonna sort something out. Oh man. Sister Grail can give you verbal directions as to where Agatha's lair is. It's actually uh, sort of a significant ways east, and so it'll take about uh, three days travel to uh, to arrive oh, there. Three days. Just let me sell the comb. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna lean back into the group and go, Your Majesty. Mm. We have a meeting in the morning, so I don't know if we're going to be able to make a three-day journey. It's sort of a debt we owe, uh, a task oh, we've yeah. accepted. So would you consider uh, perhaps uh, holding off on the Banshee thing? We'll check out the mansion. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's go see the mansion. <laughs> we can always go back to the Banshee, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. The Banshee's always okay. just hanging out. What do you think, Richard? Oh, we were just fine with it. Yeah. No, he's like, it'll, it'll see a banshee later on. He's, he's okay with that. Uh, so you decided you want to explore the manor, is that correct? Yes. I wish I'd spent the time on break prepping that then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> Listen, you told us the banshee like yeah. it was equivalent distance to the manor. I, I didn't say anything about no, distance. He, he no, 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 we got to ask that yeah, from now on. Well, how far away is the manor? Yeah. Well, the manor's in town. It's like, oh, you must save my daughter. Manor, like, how far away is your daughter? <laughs> so while we're traveling, mm. uh, Mudbutt, mm? could you teach us some phrases in, in Southern Dwarf? Oh, but of course I could. So let's say you're at the bar and you want five more drinks of mead. Right. You go... <laughs> A natural request. Right, right. This is just typical intro stuff. You, you walk up, place your hand flat, Firmly on the on the bar and go, that means five drinks. You hear uh, as you're walking past the the inn. You hear the bartender yell, "Did somebody want five drinks up there?" <laughs> oh, keep them cold for me, please, and thank you. <laughs> See, I told you. That's all you really need to know. Just keep ordering five drinks, and then you're like you're golden. So uh, you arrive at <laughs> the manor. Uh, the manor is just on the the edge of town, so uh, you're obviously able to make it there. Um, the sun's starting to go down, and it has been uh, been a full day for you. Hmm. As you uh, you arrive at the manor, uh, you find that all that's that's remaining is the the main f- sort of ground floor. There aren't any walls. It's been completely oh, wow. leveled. You find that the manor grounds are deserted. However, you do notice that there are a number of tracks. The uh, footsteps lead to a old stone staircase um, off the empty ruin of a large kitchen. Uh, and at the bottom of the stairs, there's an unlocked door with a cellar beyond. Door's not even locked? No. The thief in me is a little disappointed. I call Goblin Jr. forward, and I, and I point at the tracks, and I'm like, take, take, a, take a smell. Where, where, where are we going? Where are we going? Take us to him. Uh, okay, uh, Goblin Jr. rolled terribly and uh, is more excited about the bowl and praising Moonhammer <laughs> than, uh, than he is about the tracks and where they go. I, I look at him and I go, okay, I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm going to have to take this from you, though. So I, I take his bowl and I put it in my backpack and I say, I listen, I'm not thrilled about this either, but we're, we need to do some work now. This could be dangerous. They're, they're red-handed bandits. We're, we're, in the pr- we're in the presence of royalty. Don't do me like this. <laughs> 
Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> oh, see, cool. he noticed. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Goblin Jr. shares an office side take to Richard, and then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what do you want to do about this door? I want, let's have a peek at what's at the other side there. All right. Let's through a keyhole or through a crack in the doorway. Uh, yeah, sure. So um, the door opens into a five-foot-wide landing. Um, looks like a large cellar. Um, with stone steps uh, descending to the floor in two short flights. Uh, there's another door beneath the stairs to the north and a large cistern in the western part of the room whose walls are lined with kegs and barrels. So I yell from behind Quinny, Open! In the name of Moonhammer and the Prince! <laughs> okay, Quinny just throws his fucking hands up in the air. Like, All right, yeah. Let's just march down, I guess. Cool. Um, can I grab some uh, blank paper from you guys, by chance? Just a reminder for those of you at home, whenever Tom is drawing a map or showing us anything visual, you will be able to find those images on our Instagram. I take out one of my torches, and I use my tinderbox to light it. And then I say, Would you do me this honor, your majesty? <laughs> This doesn't taste good at all. <laughs> I will take that as a yes, and I kick open the door. Great. Ow. So um, with your torch, uh, the, the, you're able to see the room is lit. You can see a door there and a door in the sort of the bottom of the stairs. There. And those doors are closed, or are they yeah, opening? Closed. Okay. I wave Goblin Jr. in in advance. Let him run into the room. All right. right. I want to go check out these barrels. I smell something tasty. The barrels seem to contain uh, salted pork, beef, flour, sugar, apples, and ale. I would like to eat one of each. You you do so. They're delicious. Mm. Oh, my Christ. This is fantastic. <laughs> you, did, you did indeed uh, mm. find something tasty. I just want to look around the room and see if I can find anything that's that's out of place. Okay, roll me uh, a perception check, please. 20 total. As you're searching around, you also manage to locate a secret door. So I, I will turn back to the room and say, Your Majesty, mm. some things are out of place, but I have found a hidden door. Have you tried this pork? <laughs> so it's like, it's not too salty, but it's just the right... Oh. Yet again, I assume this is permission <laughs> to proceed. Uh, and I, I call out, uh, Quinny, uh, you want to come take a look at this door? Sure. Can I examine it for traps? Roll a uh, uh, insight. Ooh, four total. You don't see any traps. Um, what door? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, if you say it's safe, Quinny, and I open the door. Okay, so you open the secret door. There's a long uh, sort of uh, stone hallway, uh, and it seems to veer off to the right at the end. Awesome. Behind you, boss so man. So I, I, turn, I turn back, uh, and I give Quinny the, the torch. fuck am I Just supposed say, to do with this? Well, f- <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm going to, you hold it. Mm-hmm. Then I can have a shield in front of me. Right. And a warhammer out in case somebody comes around this corner. There are a band of murderers approaching, so we can see. Okay. Uh, and then I turn around and look back into the, the room behind me, uh, and I, I, I fart rhythmically. It's like a burr. <laughs> Standing behind you. Burr, 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 God burr. damn it. And then uh, Goblin Jr. comes over and, like, heals just behind me in the hallway, because we've been working on, like, a, a pretty sick trick. Over the last few nights of watch, because it took us like two more days to get here. So we, we got a good one. So he's going to be like right behind me, ready to go. Are the rest of you guys coming? I mean, we can do this solo, yeah. Your Majesty. I, I pack up uh, the remainder of the pork that I've eaten a, a from barrel the barrel. full of pork? Yeah, I've, I've, eaten, <laughs> I, I've eaten all of the pork except for maybe a couple armfuls. <laughs> and, I, and I have a couple armfuls of pork underneath each arm, and I follow them down the path. Okay. And what do you And I'm now? following you guys. So you're getting ready to uh, head through the passageway. When all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a crossbow bolt soars towards you and hits Alan. Oh, shit. Bring it up the rear. For four points of damage. Roll oh, for no! initiative. No. Yep. So roll a, a d20 and then add your initiative to it. I have a total of four. I have 10. I have a total of 10 as well. Total of 18. This door has burst open, and uh, there are two ruffians there, one with a bow and uh, one with his sword out. So the door on the other side of the cistern, for those who are listening. Yes, thank you. Um, From behind, hence Alan getting shot, pulling up the rear. As we go single file down a hall. (laughs) So the one uh, that fired the bow is reaching for another arrow. The guy with the sword is like, quick, we must get them. And uh, he starts running, sort of splashing across the cistern towards you. He will make it to you. So he's going to swing his... uh, is rapier mightily at you. Fuck, they beat my 18. What's your um, armor there, Alan? 11. Oh, dear. Okay. That's probably good. So um, <laughs> he manages to uh, to hit you with, uh, hits you soundly twice, uh, oh causing gosh. 10 points of damage. I have one point left. 
<laughs> and I yelled, protect the king. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's the bandits. Next up, Quinny. Oh, uh, shit. You're at the front of, uh, you hear a commotion behind you. Um, Quinny and uh, Butthole, you're kind of in the hallway, just a couple steps in. And then Alan and Mudbutt are just outside the, the hallway getting as they were getting ready to go in. I've got the torch in one hand. Mm-hmm. So I got to get rid of this torch. Um, with my free hand, mm-hmm. I reach into my uh, burglar's pack, pop the cap on a flask of oil. Great. Whip it at this ruffian. And then I want to follow it up with another throw of the torch at the ruffian. I hope everyone else ducks. <laughs> I hope so too. Um, okay, so uh, I've never been happier to be on well, the other side of you. I'm on the floor, <laughs> so, no doubt. Yeah, roll me a dexterity. Oh, so nine. You hurl the oil um, as uh, as best you can. It's sort of spraying around the, the hallway. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, there are a number of people between you and uh, <laughs> there are two. you and your target. Yep. So uh, it you know bounces off the warhammer or off the uh, the battle axe mm-hmm. and uh, skitters to a stop um, just in front of the ruffian. Did I get any oil on me? Uh, no. So he could successfully set two of our party members on fire, but none of the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> then I got to get between Al and uh, and the ruffian. Thank you. All right. So uh, if you kind of mm-hmm. like shoulder over, and uh, now you're you're standing next to them. So next up, we have Mudbutt. So I noticed that uh, some of the uh, some of the oil got on all of my precious pork, mm-hmm. but I, I I don't think uh, Quinny did it. I blame it on the uh, on the two guys in mm-hmm. front of me, and I just lose my shit, and I go in full on barbarian rage <laughs> on these shit. two guys. Yeah. All right, yeah, you are you are full of piss and vinegar. Um, my pork, you're all oiled up. So, <laughs> you're a slippery, angry dwarf. You rush up with your, your battle axe to uh, the uh, the ruffian with the uh, the sword who's uh, just attacked your new friend, Alan. Uh, roll me a d20 for your attack. And are you reckless oh. attacking? Is that, is that, that better? You, yeah, well, it's, it's your first, on the first oh. turn as a uh, barbarian, you could reckless attack, which means you get to roll 2d20 and pick the best one. Oh, okay. I want a reckless attack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. FYI, listeners, that first roll oh, was a two. It, it was a two. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Hold on, everyone. This is a three. <laughs> God damn it. I ate too much pork. Should I, should I start creating a new character? Uh, so you rush in uh, mightily swinging your, uh, your deathmonger. Unfortunately, as both a combination of your rage and the small confines, uh, your first mighty being swing. covered in oil. Your first mighty swing accidentally bounces off both walls and misses the ruffian. Although he does look surprised that there's a furious oily dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> who's just appeared in front of him when he's beating the shit out of a mage. Right. Um, all right, uh, Alan, you're up. You, you just got... <laughs> That's it? just got fucked up. All right, can I dash behind butthole? <laughs> um, so yeah, every you now can... and again, I'm sorry. I forget your name is butthole. <laughs> <laughs> That's my name. You can't wear it out. <laughs> At so, this point, I'm like, I'm like waving with the torch. I got my sword in my hand now. I'm like, Go! Yeah. Go. So what I might recommend then. I'm wet and I'm hamless and <laughs> hamless. Hamless. <laughs> my favorite Shakespeare. <laughs> um, I'm going to disengage and run back down the hallway, so I'm kind of out of out of their range. Okay, awesome. Okay. So let's say you use like one of your cantrips to just like blast some light in his eyes and you, you just fucking take off. Which brings us to butthole. I, I, I reach one hand out to Alan, who's like come back near me. I grab her on the shoulder and I cast cure wounds on her. Mm. Which cures a total of 14. I want to just shoulder charge in front of these guys and try to hit that front guy with a, a shield. Is that possible or does that count? As um, that would be an attack, but you could definitely move in and be... Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll move in and just kind of throw some more numbers up at the front. Great. So you kind of like, uh, I think the, the best way to imagine this is like Alan was like bloody and running at you. You grab her with one hand, throw her behind you, healing ooh, ooh. her as you do so, yeah. and then rush And, and I was lining up Goblin Jr., so what I do is I'm running forwards because Goblin Jr. is ready for this sick trick we worked on. I lean forward as I, I as I as I run forward, and Goblin Jr. takes off as a sprint behind me, jumps onto my back, and then jumps on the dude in front of me. So I'm going to give uh, that ruffian disadvantage on his attacks because he's uh, getting Goblin Jr.'d. Nice. Uh, the bowman has reloaded his uh, his bow. He lines up a shot. The oily dwarf looks scary uh, and full of rage. And he's like, oh, shit, oil dwarfs. My horoscope was right. Um, so he's going to fire. He will manage to hit you. And he'll deal you four points of damage. I don't know Mudbutt oh. that well. I was going to light him on fire and kick him into the ruffian. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I'm actually wrong. Because you're raging, you feel no pain. So yes. you take uh, half damage. So you only take two. Oh, uh, so I'm at 23? Yeah. 
23. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I will light him on fire and just send his flaming ass down the hall. <laughs> now it's barbecue pork. Um, Extra crispy, motherfuckers. Great. So, uh, so he unleashes uh, he unleashes an arrow. It gets lodged in your shoulder. I think you reach over with one gauntlet, break it off, and just throw it on the ground. And, I take a and bite out of it. Yeah. Just like, I don't care anymore. And I just eat the arrow. And as, as, my, as my diamond gauntlet's just going... Just like, just cracking with diamondness. <laughs> these guys, uh, these guys are having a worse day than they were expecting. Uh, so the swordman, um, attacking with disadvantage, swings at a butthole because you just—he's pissed about the the. Because I'm tiny. Wolf, the sick wolf trick, yeah. <laughs> um, in a shocking turn of events, rolling with disadvantage, he in fact got two ones. Uh, wow. So he, he cut uh, both of his arms off. So uh, Goblin Junior uh, locks onto his uh, wrist and just starts like <laughs> flailing him. So he uh, he fumbles his sword and is now unarmed. He's like, "They told me seller duty was the easy job." Uh, Quinny, you're up. How far is this uh, Bowman at the end of the hall? He's twenty feet away. So you could you could run over to him. Yeah, I can do twenty five speed. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, let's take away that ranged attack advantage and run in there with a short sword. Great. Is that in a surprise attack? If little. Uh, I give a, it to a you. Child-sized. <laughs> yep, I, I did give it to you. He uh, he knows there's uh, four of you, but he hasn't seen you. So oh, fantastic! Plus five to hit nineteen. Okay, that'll hit. Okay. Okay, so thirteen. You severely wound him. He's still up, but he he looks pretty fucked up. Oh, sweet. Okay. He's like ah oh, ah oh, tiny people, tiny people. <laughs> My one weakness: getting stabbed by tiny people. Uh, now that I'm uh, at level two. I have a, another uh, feature called Cunning Action, mm-hmm. and as a bonus every turn uh, in combat, I get to take an additional action to either dash, hide, or disengage. Okay. Can I hide? Uh, you can try. <laughs> okay. I'd love to try. Sure. All right. 17, and uh, another 7 for that. Wow. Um, okay. So, <laughs> I'm a sneaky little boy. So I think basically <laughs> the way to imagine this is the, the archer, you know, he, he took his shot, he hit the, the raging dwarf, and he's like, oh, that's strange. He looks down to his quiver to pull out another arrow, and he looks up, and suddenly there's this little guy who just jumps up and, like, stabs him in the chest and then runs off. Okay. Uh, so you have now slipped, we'll say... Can I jump into the barrel that... Uh, yes. The empty <laughs> barrel. <laughs> <but> empty. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So he's just, just like, what? What the? Where? Why? And then he just hears, like, an echoed whisper, I'm a sneaky little boy. <laughs> Uh, what a what a terrible day! Psychological warfare, my friends. Uh, Mudbutt, you're up. I see this weekend archer, mm-hmm. and I I have just I'm I I got this this hole in my shoulder that I that's kind of like I'm just like I'm wet from oil and I'm wet from blood and I just <laughs> I'm just so mad and wet and I just want to take out all my aggression on this archer and I just want to go full at him with my death longer. So you, you run heroically across the room and screaming your, your wet dwarven rage. They just ordered five beers. (laughs) (laughs) Coming. (laughs) All right. Roll, roll your D20. Oh Oh my God. I have a two and then, okay. So I have seven. So um, you uh, you are full of rage, but you are very wet, and the, the, uh, the diamond gauntlets, although very nice and shiny, not great at grip and stuff. Oh no! Uh, so uh, you find that your handling of deathmonger is not as proficient as it normally is. You swing, and the archer manages to duck, uh, and you cleave a barrel in half. But luckily, oh, she's not the one Quinny was in. <laughs> oh good. Oh man. Okay. All right. Can- that's the end yes, of that's turn? it. That's, oh, that's okay. your. I'm just causing ruckus. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, it's it's a hell of a. It's, it's their angriest ruckus. <laughs> it could be. Um, Alan, you feel so much healthier, and you're now currently in the hallway. Uh, you can still see the swordman. I am ready to get back into this and uh, try to finish these guys off. Great. Um, I've just learned witch bolt, and I want to put all that knowledge to the test. So I'm gonna fire my witch bolt. Light them up. Um, all right, so I I got to roll for the for the hit, right? First. I believe so. Cool. All right. So oh, natural twenty. 20. So nice. I'm definitely gonna hit. <laughs> yes. So on a twenty, of this match. Uh, you wow. do uh, your maximum possible damage, so you don't even need oh, to roll damage. So uh, oh, seventeen damage. Oh, wow. Shit. So so, how, so walk me through how witch bolt works. I want to know. Uh, so I. I base it's a blue like arc of lightning. Oh shit! Um, that it's like an arc between me okay. and a person, and uh, it actually keeps going uh, for <laughs> for um for up to uh, for up to a minute. 
Holy um, shit. So for, yeah, for every round, I, up to a minute. I just want to... keeps doing... He's getting uh, harried by a dog yeah, and this, electrocuted. Yeah. This just needs to be pointed out. Last episode, Alan showed someone with an invisible hand and now force lightning. Like, Alan is becoming a Sith. <laughs> the spell doesn't actually... You don't end up adding your spell damage. Um, oh, I don't? So, okay. Uh, but you'll so definitely take... Yeah, just 12. Mudbutt, you're going to have your day. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just mad. <laughs> it's all that pork I ate. I was just like, I, just, I was drinking all day. So sluggish. And I pork, I'm like, <laughs> but I'm mad. I'm so mad. I'm so pissed off. And I'm even more pissed off because I keep missing him because I'm wet. And just, despite the fact that Goblin Jr. and I are both currently battling an unarmed swordsman, I yell over, you can do it, your majesty! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I apologize. I was actually incorrect uh, about how damage from criticals were. So you get to roll 2d12 and add them together. Oh, okay. Completely nuke the world. Oh, 12, still. <laughs> so uh, the unarmed swordsman who is being bit by a wolf <laughs> is uh, is struck mightily by your, your witch bolt. And you can see, you know, his, his skin's starting to flake. And he looks really, uh, looks like you really fucked him up. God damn. Yep. So that brings us to butthole. I'd like to think that Goblin Jr. just like, when like <laughs> and just like totally is oh. not clinging on and being like no no remember you're you're concentrating so you're good if there's one thing we've known about Alan there's never collateral damage <laughs> at the combat um I uh, use my thaumaturgy to make my my eyes glow bright red to make my voice three times as loud as normal and I yell surrender or die a thousand deaths and I grab him by the throat. Uh, all right, because he's unarmed. Yeah, so. he's he's unarmed and yeah. is is covered in lightning. Uh, so so yeah, I think I think he's into that. He's like, yeah, okay, 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 man, okay, just like call off the dog in lightning. <laughs> nice, not even a check required. No, no, Pretty I good. got this guy. So I I uh, I give like a <laughs> fart to the dog. Like it's just it's short and it's a command point. fart. So Goblin Goblin Junior like sits sits right down beside him, and I just pin him against the wall. Okay. okay, great. Um, I, think, I was still concentrating, so uh, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, so on, on your next turn, you can you can call off yeah. the concentration, or you can continue to lightning him, as Alan has been known to do in, in past. <laughs> I yell this over. I'm like, your majesty, you may not know, <laughs> but Alan can be a bit of a monster. So she spent like an entire day just throwing acid on people. <laughs> <laughs> so the remaining guy who's in combat uh, drops his bow. He reaches for a dagger and uh, he yells for glass staff. And he tries to stab uh, Mudbutt in the eye. Oh no! He manages to hit you in the eye for four points of damage. Oh no! You catch oh, it with but your you're raging. So, it's so you you blink. You blink hard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he uh, he misses, and uh, the, the blade scores across your forehead. But uh, so, yeah, now you're gonna have off. one of those sweet sort of like three musketeers <laughs> Rochefort yeah. scars. It's just one line yeah, over where your yeah. eye is, but you still have the eye. So Oops. now I'm at twenty one. Oh my god, he's only a twenty one monster. <laughs> this is gonna be Guys, great. He's taken four damage. <laughs> it's not like he's been hit hard. Yet. I should have taken more though, but I'm in That's a rage. Like, he's so like, he's taken angry. I'm loving this. I'm yep. definitely gonna set him on fire at some point. <laughs> When we need it most. Uh, so Guys, we're out of torches. <laughs> Don't get him, your majesty. We've got a dwarf. <laughs> All right, so the uh, the one guy has uh, has surrendered uh, <laughs> the dude that's pinned against the wall. So that's his action is just being like, please, man, please, man, fucking don't kill me, man. Uh, Quinny, you're up. I'm going to whack a mole out of this barrel. Great. And while I do so, shoot, fire a short bow. Okay. So I'm going to I'm gonna hopefully be able to duck back into the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> no greater act of cowardice than firing from a barrel. <laughs> 10, uh, 15. 15, all right, you barely hit. Oh, sweet. So that's three plus three, six. You shoot him right in the, the back of the skull, and uh, you, you kind of hear a, uh, as he drops the dagger, drops to his knees, and falls over. You successfully land back in the barrel. Um, so uh, <laughs> I think that's where I'll stay for now. <laughs> great. Mudbutt, you're still raging. Uh, the other guy has surrendered. What do you do? We could get information out of the guy, or I could just slice him in half. <laughs> I'm going to go slice him in <laughs> half. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell T-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful. And can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so Easy. All because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Hello, friends. Ryan here for another ad. But this ad includes how you don't have to hear me do ads anymore. That's right. If you join the Dumb Dumbs and Dice Patreon, you can get an ad-free feed to this show for just $5 a month. And that's not all you get. You also get an ad-free feed for Warhammer 40K, The Valentine Heresy, another one of our podcasts. Plus, you get weekly video tableside chats so you know what's going on with the company, what's going on with us. Plus, you get access at that same tier to our fan and patron-only Discord. It's exclusive. You get access to all of us. Our casts are there. Our creative teams are there. A bunch of other fans are there. This is a great opportunity for you to escape ads, get more of the stuff you want, less of the stuff you don't. Patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's patreon.com slash D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Join up today and get your ad-free feed now. All right. So I'm just in my berserker rage. You can roll with advantage because he's pinned to a wall and unarmed. Right. Okay. All right. Three. So Whoa, roll, uh, roll another one. Okay. He's have advantage, yeah. This is great. I'm giving you this one. Yeah. Have you yeah. rolled above no, a three? No, no, no. He, he, no. He's going to earn no. it. He's got to earn, earn it. Earn it. Uh, no, I think this is appropriate to the character. Like, <laughs> I'm really drunk. I'm full of ham. I'm wet. Like, so, so your total when you add in your modifiers is uh, eight. eight. I think what what happens is you turn around and you're like, "Boah, watch, choppy chop," and you just hurl your axe across the room. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> and it sticks in the wall, like, you know, in kind of hilarious comedy style, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, so it sticks in the wall beside, uh, beside butthole. <laughs> and I, I turn around oblivious, assuming it was done in good faith. And I'm like, thanks, your majesty, but he surrendered. <laughs> uh, Alan, it is your move. Do you continue your lightning? Do you know what? I'm angry, but I'm not that angry. <laughs> so I think Butthole has uh, has everything under control here. So I'm going to disengage my my witch bolt okay. and just and run over to make sure that, that Quinny is, is okay. My, my butt, butt. My butt. My butt. You're both over there. All right. So you you come out into the room. Uh, you don't see Quinny anywhere, which is... Okay. is I'm made, a little bit concerned. You, you know he's a sneaky little boy. I'm a sneaky little boy. <laughs> Um, I just hear it from inside the walls. You, uh, you see an axe sticking out of the wall and uh, a very greased up dwarf trying to pull, pull the axe back out. Um, but it does look like uh, Butthole has things under control. So uh, we're now out of combat. So you can drop the initiative. All right. I come uh, out of the barrel. I, 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 I yell. I'm going to try to uh, intimidate him. Great. And I just say, how many more of you are there? Well, I want short That's answers. Theoretically, somebody could come around either of these, these doorways. Roll an intimidate check. I am at 18. Total. Great. Yeah, he, he's, he's fucking scared. He, he, <laughs> he just got mud butt. Things, things, <laughs> things, are, things are pretty bad for him. So, I'm just doing my classic intimidate, just like standing back with my arms crossed. Like, which yeah, no one knows is scary up. until she melts someone. <laughs> he doesn't know exactly how many people are here because they often carry out raids, but um, he, uh, he can kind of tell you Give me the over-under. <laughs> Guess um, to me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so, yeah, so he says he knows for sure that... Not quite 20, maybe 15. <laughs> he knows that um, a few people are probably uh, sleeping in the uh, the guard quarters. Oh. He also uh, warns you about uh, the horrible eye monster. Says, uh, oh, you know, fuck. down... And he, he kind of, like, he points down the, the hallway you came. He's like, look, man, just, like, down that way, there's there's this the, the horrible creature. The that, secret passage? Yeah, the secret passage, horrible creature. It's extreme caution. Uh, oh, it it hungers damn. for human flesh. We worked out a deal with it, but like it's it's a horrible thing. You just don't don't want to deal with it. While he's saying this, I still hold onto his throat, but I like reach over and like close the secret door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also um, tells you that uh, they have some captives um, in the uh, down near the old crypts, uh, but he warns you that there are skeletons that are triggered by people who aren't wearing. Uh, Red brand regalia that uh, are meant to attack the the ruffians. They all wear like shitty, overly worn red gear. There's definitely a red motif. Like mm. you can tell, that's kind of their, they wear gang colors, but they're also not that well off. So a lot of their gang colors are just kind of like really well worn. Right. Oh, okay. Well, so I I tell him take off all your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he he does. He's really scared. Uh, uh, and now I'll, he's scared and naked. I'll I'll put those ones on. All right, because I think I, I'm in scale mail and shielded, so it makes sense for me to sort of be marching in the front. Oh, can I take off? Are you the still dead wearing guy's scale clothes? mail if you're wearing yep. his stuff? Yeah, I'll just put it on over top, like a cloak or whatever. Yeah, I, don't yeah, need, there's, I don't need to wear everything. Okay, yeah. oh, okay. and I, I take his pants. Yeah, uh, and and I I, I I cut them in half, and and I chop out four little holes, uh, and I, I put it on <laughs> Goblin Junior. So Goblin Junior can like put his legs through the holes. So he's got his own little little suit, and I use some of my rope to tie it together, so he's all dressed. I call the dead guy's clothes. I just I strip him naked right away, <laughs> and right. I and I and I get naked. He's naked. We're both naked for a little bit, and then I put on his clothes. Yeah, great. They, they don't fit tremendously well because well, you're a dwarf. Right? Right. Uh, but you, 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 know, you tuck it into your pants a little yeah. bit. You know, you... I, I, take the, I take the pant leg that I didn't use for Goblin Jr. and I like slice it down the middle and then I tie it off and then I, I, I tie one sort of like karate-ish bandana around um, Quinny and I do the other one around Alan. And I'm like, I don't know if that's going to work, but you guys look great. <laughs> It's a badge of honor for me. I feel really good about it. You just did like a Michael Scott thing where you just cut your pants up and <laughs> made a little hat out of it. Uh, is there anything else uh, you want to know from this? Uh... Oh, let's question about Yarno Albrick. Uh, he's like, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know that name. Uh, but we, we, we have been getting orders from this uh, this guy known as the Black Spider. I've never seen him, but uh, he's the one who hired us to come down here and uh, scare the locals off. You guys what? got a leader here? Uh, yeah, uh, Glassstaff. He's uh, he's a scary, scary dude. He uh, he runs our gang. Glassstaff is in the house. Uh, yeah, he he should be around. Where's his room? Do you have like a throne room or is on space? Oh, I, do you know what? I'm just like yeah, let's let's uh, draw draw us a map. Just draw, <laughs> draw us out the map of where everything is. And, he's like, and I can't who, read. How am I supposed to draw you a map? Listen, it's squares. You, uh, you you don't need to write words on it. I'm not looking for a fancy legend. I'm just like draw me like a stick lines where how the paths work and where the rooms are. So it's like super super childish. Um, okay. Is he sleeping with the sleeping people? Uh, no, he has his own. Um, he has his own quarters in the uh, the north uh, west 
See, you know where Northwest Horrible. is, but you can't draw a map. I'm crying bullshit. Do you want to die? I've got an insane dwarf. You're naked. Give me more ham. This, this wolf has murdered at least two prisoners in its life so far. He rolled a six to draw the map. So he's not drawing you a great map. Um, but he he's able to kind of show you that um, they kind of broke out some walls. So we've we've got a rough idea of where we're going. Not a great idea, um, but a rough idea. Sort of, yeah. Give me give me two minutes to just figure out how I can best do this for you. Tom's going to draw us a mediocre map. Uh, and for those of you who want to see a map drawn by a naked man, uh, feel free to check out our Instagram. We should find out where the sleeping people are. Take out the sleeping people. That's why people. I wanted this for all that. And then yeah. we can all get cool bandanas. Just light me on fire. Send me out the sleeping people. I'm ready. That's what Gold we're going to save it for. We're going to save it for the people that are unarmed and sleeping. It's like, burn the dwarf. Dwarf fireball. I'm just on fire and I just run in between the bunks. And like, just give everyone a hug. Yeah, just wake them all up. That's, that's the real goal. Wake them up with fire. But, but since we're kind of on downtime here, I doubt there'll be much resistance from this corpse. Uh, do you want to throw him in a barrel with me? <laughs> sure. Let's pickle him. <laughs> Get him out of the way. I heavily salt him. And then I say, Quinny, there's, there's one more question you might uh, want me to ask. All I would say is, uh, do you feel at all that your faith in Moonhammer might be growing? <laughs> you know what? I feel like he probably already prays to Moonhammer, and we don't need to go through that again. <laughs> <laughs> so Quinny's saying yes? And Quinny just like rolls his eyes, and he just picks up the dead guy's feet <laughs> while, while Mudbutt picks up his wrists and just like... We'll do our thing. You do what I know you're going to do anyway. Butthole just shakes his head and goes, okay. And then starts to tie up the captive. Okay. Can we not kill the captive? Because he might he might signal people. I really... Mud butt. Listen, I understand the arguments for murdering prisoners, but I was a mercenary. I'm a cleric of a god of joy, strength, and flatulence. <laughs> I'm not a cleric of murdering prisoners and stuffing them in a cistern. Mud butt has no scruples. <laughs> uh, Your Majesty, why, why don't we uh, agree on kind of a, a fun middle ground? Ooh, okay. Why don't we jam him in the same barrel with the corpse. Oh, sick, yes. And, and we'll nail the lid shut. Oh, yes, yes. That's way better. Oh, that's like death, but a death he cannot have. Oh, Jesus Christ. I like it. I like it. I regret this suggestion immediately. Excellent. Goblin Jr., though? Snarf, snarf. Where the hell's Richard? Oh, I let him go, right. Oh, so he's I, missing out. I, I, I pick up our tied-up captive, uh, and I, I walk over and jam him in the barrel on top of the corpse. Uh, and then we take the, the lid really to the barrel. It's really for him to draw this map while he's in a barrel. Well, I assumed he drew it I already. Know, I, know. <laughs> I wait until he's done drawing the map, and we didn't have this discussion about whether or not to murder him while he's drawing the map. Last time we made assumptions, I got punched in the face by a bugbear. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I tie, I, I, it, it's good. It's good. Trust me. This guy ain't going nowhere. Then I, uh, I drop him in, in the barrel, and we, we put a lid on it. And and I like gesture over to Mudbutt so he can hammer it down with the the bottom of of his axe if he wants to. Dun, dun, dun. So he's Hammered. he's trapped mm. in there. Uh, and I pick up one of the other full barrels and and I just set it on top of it. So just in case the guy inside <laughs> wants to like muscle his way out, he can't. He's gonna die in there. What were the other barrels? I'm getting a bit peckish. You had one of everything from the barrels. Do you not remember? Oh, you ate right. an entire barrel of pork. I did. Oh. You're half the it was size salted of a human. beef, oh. I believe. There were apples. Please. You had it all. Oh, apples. I could. That's like that's nature's toothbrush. I could. Uh, <laughs> I could. I'm going to eat some apples. Excuse me a moment, please. I can't believe you would leave this out, Quinny. I understand, but we can't limit his majesty. Royals have a right to everything. This barrel is ale. Oh, my God. Yes. Well,. No, no, Mudbutt. First the apples. We've had a lot of ham. First the apples. All right. Ooh, maps. So what we're looking at here are a series of disjointed squares uh, that the illiterate uh, ruffian has kind of scrawled. Labeled with words. Without yeah. any drawings of hallways. Would yeah. you draw hallways if you were drawing a map? For scary I, I, people while naked? I specifically said, draw lines where the hallways are. <laughs> well, he's in a barrel under another barrel. You don't need to label where things are. Oh, no, it's he fine. Spelled he spelled your, like, you're here, Y-O-U-R. So adorable. we're here. There's the scary monsters we don't want to go. So we got some traps, then a crypt, then there's weapons and slaves. I literally don't know how we're supposed to get to the other half because this map is really bad. So I, I knock on the barrel and I say, uh, any shiny stuff in this room with the, uh, the scary eye thing? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's collected some stuff over the years, and I mean, 
you know, it, it, it guards the passageways into, uh, into, you know, the, the deeper parts of the, of the oh. hideout. Guys, I got to get me some shinies. Well, you know, feel free to just go in there and fight a monster. <laughs> I'm going to check the other rooms first uh, and maybe see what's up here. And then why don't we circle around to the monster after we've made sure nobody else is going to shoot us in the back when we go after the monster like we All did. Right, yeah, let's take care of the sleeping people. They're, uh, they seem a lot easier to fight than that one guy that tried to stab my eye. He was, he was feisty. <laughs> I don't like him. Well, he's dead now. He's dead in a barrel with that other guy. So that's him right. All right, uh, Your Majesty, I, I, I don't want to be... Oh. Pushy or suggest too many plans because mm-hmm. I know yet again cho- chosen chosen by a god for this purpose. Uh, knowing we're advancing on sleeping people and you are a, uh, a intoxicated, full of meat barbarian, mm. perhaps we should let the small halfling sneaky person uh, lead the way so as not to wake them. So then you, you can wake them with murder. Oh, excellent choice! All mm. right, I pass the torch to Butthole. Yep, um, I take it. And uh, just to clarify the map, the sleeping people look like they're quite some some ways away from you. No, okay. Well, still, the next room says traps. So, right. yet again, you seem to be the expert Good in the traps up. department. And if all else fails, mm-hmm. we could probably just have the 25 health dwarf walk <laughs> through the room. <laughs> I'm still kind of on fire. <laughs> all right, Quinny, take, take the lead. I, I will follow. All right, so... And if anything goes down, Moonhammer herself will give me the strength to heal you. So we come back into the uh, the basement where all the supplies are and stuff okay. like that, the yep. cellar, and I think we're going to take this official route. Yeah, that's the that one that the, the, traps? the two guys came through. Uh, no, yep. no, the one the door under the stairs, it looks like, is the one that leads to traps. Yeah. Oh, okay, we'll yeah, take I the door so under too. the stairs yeah. then. Yeah. Uh, so because I've been pre-warned with uh, this uh, beautiful... Oh, so yeah, you're right. This map actually makes sense now. So yeah. there are two doors and two paths that both lead to the monster. So I'm going to check this door for traps just because I've been forewarned. Before we do that, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, I'm happy to tell you that by defeating these two ruffians, you've gained uh, 300 XP, which we'll divide between the four of you. Oh, great. Ooh. You also find on the uh, the red brands as you loot through them. Um, as we take their clothes off? Yep. Uh, one of them has 16 silver and 7 gold. Uh, was that the one with the sword or was that the one with sure. the bow? So it's a little oh. Okay, so I've got that one because okay. I took his clothes. <laughs> I, I got the naked guy, then the dead got, naked guy. You've got uh, 12 silver pieces and five gold pieces. So I'm like, oh, this is a bonus. Uh, and I take out two gold and toss them over to Quinny and two gold and toss it over to uh, Alan uh, to split up. Just a, a cursory look into uh, this doorway here that the ruffians popped out of shows that uh, it's sort of a makeshift uh, so it's a storeroom that's been kind of pushed into service as living quarters. So there's two double bunks against the wall. Uh, there's some barrels and crates that are full of the same sorts of things that there were. Uh, and there's a red cloak hanging up over one of the bunks. Oh, okay. I'll go take that red cloak and then toss it to Three, Alan. Thank you. Great. Let's go for the trap room there, Quinny. Excellent. All right. Uh, so thick dust covers the flagstones of this somber hallway. The walls are decorated with fake columns every 10 feet. And the double doors at the west end of the hall are sheathed in copper plate, uh, which has now become green with age. There's a relief carving of a mournful angel on each of the doors. Can I, uh, from the entrance, kind of figure out the way a trap might work in this in this room? Um, sure. Roll me a wisdom check, please. So that's a 17 perception. Great. All told. Um, so you can see that it looks like there's a, some false floor, but it does look like you can sneak by on either side. You can skirt the edge of the pit. Um, you would need to, uh, you, if the floor collapses, you might need to make a jump for it, but yeah, you can easily identify where it is. Okay. I relay this to my, uh, fellow adventurers and mm-hmm. I say, just do like I do and follow me. And I begin to edge my way along the hall. Uh, and I just raise a hand. I mean, you may not be looking, but I'm still, I just, I just right. raise a hand and then I just say, would it be more clear if I just hit the hollow floor with a hammer so it's not there anymore, so we don't have an illusion of safety? Just make sure you're not standing where you're hammering. <laughs> no, but I can, I can do that from a distance. So I'll go stand safely back, but I've got a war hammer, which is a long tool, mm-hmm. and I'll swing it down okay. and just kind of hit the floor. I okay. guess I'll start pointing out. Sure. Where so I takes, believe that. Yeah, I'll make sure it's clear. It takes a few hits. Um, oh, okay. So it takes. All right. But uh, you managed to uh, to hammer through it, and yeah, it looks like it was just held up with like loose timber and stuff uh, okay. and f- fake tiles. Yeah, uh, you're going to need to make me an acrobatics check. Oh. To edge along the. Uh, well, I'm heading down first. Fuck nine. As you start to edge across, you find that the skirt is actually a little uh, thinner than you thought. Mm. Uh, so you slip. Does someone roll me a strength check to see if you can grab uh, Quinny as he falls? Please, not a two or three. Oh, baby, that's what we like <laughs> to see. A 17 plus a five, that is 22. 
So having uh, having fallen many times in your in your drunken adventures, uh, <laughs> you, you recognize the signs as they're coming, and you manage to uh, sort of grab Quinny before he falls with Swaddle the very like gauntlets. Baby. With the very gauntlets that he helped me procure, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I say, "Excellent work, Your Majesty. These apples are great." <laughs> <laughs> Macintosh. So, uh, I, I'm going to take a shot at trying to pass next. Okay, great. Twenty total. Ooh, good. You you put your faith in Moonhammer, and your faith is rewarded. You're able to uh, scooch across. To, H- how wide to, is the distance of the the floor? Uh, the pit is ten feet wide. Here's a question. I just yell across to uh, to Mudbutt. I'm like, hey, Your Majesty. Mm? Um, do you think you could throw a halfling? Oh, Jesus. Ten feet. <laughs> oh, can I watch this? Roll me a strength check. That's a six plus. Uh, that's eleven. This is how I die. <laughs> <laughs> Quinny, can you roll me a dexterity save, please? <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's okay. Okay. Uh, You're going to fall. So that's a three plus three is six. As I, I'm assuming, sail through the air into the pit, right. I just want to yell like, Tensor's disc! Tensor's disc! <laughs> can I catch him? Do I get a chance to try to reach out? Or does he know how many speeds no, do we get? I can cast Feather Fall on oh, you, though. Fall? Okay. So that's what I do. I immediately... My bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've done this before. I With swear. the very gauntlets I helped you procure. <laughs> so, so I was like, Quinny, I got you. Feather fall right at you. Great. And um, so am I just slowly so being lowered on the spikes uh, or lava? Well, you take uh, you take two points of damage from hitting the, the wall. So when you get thrown <laughs> in, it was like you, you arced beautifully and hit the wall. Great. Um, it looks like the, uh, the, the floor is just dirt. Um, oh, thank so you. So you fall very gracefully 20 feet and uh, land safely on the floor. I can deal with two damage. Then I have like a smarter thought than I had before. And I'm like, oh, yeah, rope. Rope's a thing. So I take some of my rope and I lower it down so Quinny can climb up the rope. Great. Oops. As I come All up. Right. I, I just, just feel terrible. I, I pull, <laughs> I pull I like, butthole by like the collar of his armor. And I'm just like, great idea, butthole. <laughs> butthole. Yeah, and I'm like, thank you. I thought it was really great. Look, Imagine what would have happened if you'd just fallen. Oh, <laughs> Moonhammer be praised. His have, majesty saved you. I have done this before. Like, I really don't know what happened. This doesn't happen. This just doesn't happen to me. Usually. And I showed, I showed yeah. a much more earnest and genuine thank you to Alan. <laughs> All right, I'm going to try to get past you Excellent. now. 15. All right, so yes, you managed to uh, sneak by. I shimmy past. Yep, just good old-fashioned good old fashioned shimmy. And I say, your, your majesty, <laughs> your, your, your turn to give this a shot. Well, can I throw myself? Well, I, don't, I don't think that works. Well, I tried it once, but that was... Not going to talk about that. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shimmy along, uh, along the sidewalk. All wall. right, so roll me a uh, d20 and add one. Fifteen. You know you're you're a you're a damn good shimmier. See how quickly I did that <laughs> with this giant axe. It's, it's all your time <laughs> observing. A bag of apples. <laughs> it's all your time observing grace and beauty of Richard uh, soaring through the air has taught you well. I look back at Goblin Junior. I, I, I do like a, a three tone fart. <laughs> That's like burp, burp, burp. Uh, and and he like he like nods at me and goes snarf snarf and like sits down and just sort of like waits for us. Cool. Oh, all right. He's got our back. All I, I right. don't want a dog to fall 20 feet into a pit. That sounds horrible. He's an awesome wolf. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't want it to happen to the dog. <laughs> no, no, he can't climb a rope. So uh, I, I, I take the map out of my pocket and I unfold it and I say, okay, so the next room says crypt. And it's followed by weapons and slaves, which makes me think this is probably our skeleton room. Mm. Right. Now, as I, I have the, uh, with my being level two, I have the uh, the ability to turn undead. Oh, if they are weak, it's a, a cleric strength. Moon, Moonhammer blesses me and my ability to walk through that door with pride, that. sir. So I'll walk first, and then maybe Quinny come in last because you're wearing the least I, of the gear. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll hang back. I threw you. I feel bad. <laughs> let me let me just let me just go. So Quinny, how about you stay with Alan, and yeah, you can yeah. do sneak attacks from there with the bow if need be. Yep. So you stay just back behind the door, so don't cross in, cool. in, into the next area. So I approach the door. Uh, you can also give yourselves 25 XP for surviving the pit. Nice. <laughs> it, it, is the door unlocked? Can I just open it? Yes. So um, despite how impressive the doors are, they, uh, they open quite easily for you. Inside, there are three large stone sarcophagi within this dusty crypt, and propped up against each sarcophagus is a human skeleton clad in bits of rusty mail. False columns along the walls are carved in the image of spreading oak trees. The double doors in the south... East corner are sheathed in tarnished copper plate. I turn back and I say, "Looks like we've got three skeletons." Mm. Here's my suggestion, where everybody can see. Mudbutt, mm-hmm. take the skeleton on the right. I'll go to the skeleton on the left. Alan, if you want to go for the skeleton in the middle, sure. 
And then, Quinny, if you want to call this, just give us a countdown, and we'll all just swing and crush a skull. And if we can take out all three simultaneously, they're done. If any of the skeletons doesn't get killed right away, Quinny, you can follow it up with, uh, with a bow shot. Got it. Does I'm that work? That. Oh, yeah. All right. So I, I walk across the, the threshold very carefully because I still don't know if this gang clothes are going to work. You step uh, across the threshold and you see the three skeletons sort of stand up, look at you, look back down and sit. Okay. I go to the furthest skeleton from the, the door. I, I go to my designated skeleton. So he goes to the, we'll say the second one. Yes. And Alan so will stay the closest trip, to the door. Yeah. And we all, we all get in position. We, I, I rear back with my, my war hammer. I've got it two-handed, and I'm aiming at the skull of the skeleton beside me. I come just to the threshold of the room so everyone can see me. Raise my right hand. Bring it down. And I, I swing for the fences. I swing for my skull. Well, the I'm, skeleton I'm gonna, skull. I'm going to swing for <laughs> my quarterstaff because I'm guessing none of my attacks are going to work. So uh, you don't need to roll to attack because you're literally just smashing. Uh, <laughs> so go ahead and roll your damage. One. So I rolled a total of eight. And I do six. The skeleton, you know, like the, the skulls crack a bit for you two. Yours just kind of, you know, it's, it's a gentle it's love tap. Um, they, the three of them stand up. Look at you. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazz. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R all available at freemusicarchive.org When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice But most importantly we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice That's D-U-M-B D-U-M-B D-I-C-E And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Good evening, and welcome to Strange Air. I am your host, Malcolm Smith, and I'll be here for the next four hours taking your calls as we explore the outer regions of reality. Ten years ago, Malcolm Smith vanished from the face of the earth. One moment, he was on the air in the middle of a sentence, and the next moment, he was gone. People will believe anything. So, what do you think happened? I believe your father staged the whole thing. I believe your daddy was taken. Do you believe in miracles? I guess people believe what they want to believe. I believe I'll have a little more wine. It's time you heard the truth about your father! You're completely insane. Did someone hit you? Leave me alone! What's going on?! I'm going to find my father. Strange Air. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit strangeairpodcast.com for more information.